Welcome to our podcast, We're Not So Different. I'm Samira. And I'm Ali. We're two professionals having real conversations about our experiences at home, work, and out in the community. We tell our stories through the lens of our different backgrounds to just find out that we're not so different. In our podcast, we'll explore ways that we can improve engagement and bridge social gaps while trying to find the humor in it all. Check us out on social media at WNSDifferent or email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of We're Not So Different. This episode is I'm Not What You See on TV Part 2. We're picking up to go more into perception, stereotypes as relates to media and how perceptions shape a lot of our ideals and how we act. In this one specifically, we wanted to focus on the women aspect. We came across something that was very interesting put out by Cynthia Nixon. And I want to get your feedback on what this was, what it entailed, and and why this fits into what we're going to talk about today, Samir. So the video by Cynthia Nixon, Be a Lady, they said, when I first heard about it i was like oh lord <laughs> another another uh, i i just assumed it was going to be extreme but then i watched it and i've probably heard everything that was said in that video yeah at some point in my life by different people either to me about me or about someone who i know or to someone i know it's just something that has definitely one way or another just been told to me and sometimes we just don't question it it's just a part of you know this is what it is to be a woman and you don't see that type of dialogue for men or pressure for men and it's always so challenging and I always have challenges because sometimes I think I'm very traditional but at the same time I'm also very I guess ambitious and progressive and progressive yeah you know and so for me i always find this hard balance between where my feminism starts and ends and where my traditional values kind of come into play and what does that actually look like in today's world um and in my life like nothing about me is traditional i'm a single parent i'm i'm the man and the woman of the house i'm the mother and the father and you know i'm okay with that i'm i'm you know but at the same time it's like I still, when I hear people talking or my friends who are married who are talking, it's like, yeah, I'd much rather be at home (laughs) and have like a husband who takes care of me, right? But at the same time, the biggest challenge in the world is, it's not the biggest challenge in the world. One of the challenges. One of the challenges of being in that type of dynamic is, you know, the where do you lie as an individual and where does your partner lie as an individual and what are the roles for that family but when i saw the video it really hit like i wasn't expecting for it to hit me that way and and resonate with me so much um i thought it was artistic i did like i liked i liked the artist artistry behind it the music the way she was her tone and the, her projection and how she was doing it. I really liked it. So for me, it was really crazy to just feel like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad she did it because I, I'm curious when you saw it, how did that make you feel like, what were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. So that it was, it was interesting for me. So Samira is like, Hey, have you seen this video? And I'm like, no, what is it? She's like, Oh, it's, you know, 
about women and, and being a lady and all the things that we hear. So I took a moment to watch it. And just for, for background, it's the ladies talking and they're just image after image after mm-hmm. image uh, that coincide with the things that she's saying. So it's really, what are all the things that women hear mm-hmm. that they're told to do that are oftentimes very contradictory? Mm-hmm. So it's like one of them, for example, that stood out to me just because Samira knows how I am about about women, but it says... I want a woman with meat on her bones. And I'm I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, yeah. And so the, and then when she said, the picture. Be a size zero. <laughs> right. You're like, no. like, no. Be a double zero. No, double no. <laughs> so it's funny because as a man watching this, um, my perspective is going to be very different, mm-hmm. right? From, from a woman. And it might be very different depending on what my own thoughts are about are about women and the role of a woman mm-hmm. and the perceptions of things that we see on TV. So going back to, I'm just going to highlight this specific piece. And I think we're going to post this on Instagram or repost it and have people go and definitely comment on it. But so she says, I like a woman with meat on her bones. And there, there's a picture of a woman twirling a stick with a piece of meat on it. And then it says, follows that by saying, be a zero and be a double zero. And immediately be nothing I, be nothing oh yeah be and then she nothing. says be nothing yeah because that's how it translates to us because mm-hmm. being a zero or a double zero i don't care how much i starve myself because i'm i'm not small framed i will never be a zero right so what does that mean right, right. so it's like if i if i can never get that because it's unrealistic for me it to it, it subconsciously translate into that negative dialogue where it's like, if you can't do it, then it, you're not pretty enough. You're not sexy enough. You're not. Oh, those interesting. Types of yeah. You're nothing. So it's funny because it's funny because as a guy, you know what I got from that piece when she said be nothing? Uh-huh. I got I got nothingness in the sense of be nothing as in blank. Be what I tell you to be. Mm, that's right. So I interpret it as. No, you you're you're nothing except what I tell you mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna fill in the blanks mm. for what you should be, which is which which is what I what I kind of got out of it. But it resonated with me because that's how men are, mm. and that's how society as a whole is, which is kind of directed depending on what culture you're in. What do you mean by this is how men are? Oh, I, I just just mean it from the perspective of it's very much a sit back and this is what you should do, not what I should do, but mm-hmm. what you should do. So men you are like be, that. You men should are be the ones yeah. saying this is how you should. Yeah, be. not not all men. I'm right? s- that's refreshing to hear a guy admit it. Oh, I'm, I mean, I mean, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. let, let, I mean, let's be honest, yes, right? Please. If it's a male-run, male-dominated society, and even more so in pastimes, so the thing that you know, the theme that folks will hear about me, hear me say all mm-hmm. throughout these podcasts, is I always go back to some example, right? Yeah. And it's usually slavery. People are like ah, the reason why I do this, and I want people to understand this and be clear, is because mentalities do not change, times change, but mentalities don't. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I draw I draw parallels is because the concept of sitting back and having someone else do the work for you and taking credit for it mm-hmm. is a mentality. Okay. That same mentality can be seen today in different instances, right? The same thing when it comes to men's perceptions of women. The mentality was I go out, I gather, I hunt, I hold down the household and you are bare, the classic, you're barefoot and pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that's all you should do. 
even in today's society, even being in a progressive place like the Bay Area, there are still people that you will talk to in these married households where the woman works as much as the man does. Mm -hmm. She's also in charge of picking the kids up or dropping them off or making sure they go to soccer or here, there and everywhere. And then when she gets home, the expectation is also that you need to provide dinner. You need to cook. You need to clean. You need to pick this up off the floor. You need to do these other duties around the household, especially for folks that may not necessarily be able to be in a position to afford a nanny or no pair or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest about the way that things are set up when they're set up a certain way. It takes a long time for that to reverse itself. It takes a long time for every man to stand up and say, I worked 50 hours this week. My wife worked 50 hours this week. I'm going to do the dishes and do the garbage. She's going to do the bathroom. You know what I mean? You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And like splitting split and do, those roles, you split yeah. those roles because the work is no different. Right. Right. The work that you do and the work that I do, it's not different. The people right. are different, but the time is still the same. So right. why do you have more on your back than, than I do? Right. Now to put some of this in context, I know some people are just like, oh, that's an interesting way of thinking for a man. Well, because I was raised in such a way where my father specifically said, I don't want you to be dependent on, on a woman when you get older. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to cook. You need to learn how to clean. You need to learn how to wash your clothes, fold your clothes. Mom's taught me how to iron a shirt better than the dry cleaners do. Mm -hmm. So that's my frame of reference watching mm -hmm. this. And so when I think about it, I'm like, this is an antiquated way of thinking and women don't control their own narrative. Right. It's a narrative that's assigned by men that look down upon them mm -hmm. and say that you should be the things that I want you to be. And I think in some ways, yes, we're in a more progressive age, but we're also in the social media age. Mm -hmm. So now you can monetize things that are more popular. I can monetize nakedness. I can monetize yeah. my idea of femininity. I can monetize certain things or they're just more provocative or get more attention yeah. from a majority of men. So, And those imagery that is being sent out there that people are monetizing off of is usually, you know, has a negative consequence for young girls and women. Oh, absolutely. I used to teach a lot of young girls and teenagers it was religious classes, but mm -hmm. I didn't really try to make it too religious. I just wanted to have, let them have someone to talk to. And I, one thing I noticed with all of them is that they all had the struggle I did too, between what the expectation was from society, mm -hmm. which a girl needs to look a certain way. Yep. They need to get the guy's attention. They need to do these things. They need to be sassy. They need to be <laughs> sexy, you know, all of these things. But then, you know, conflicting with the religious side, which was like, no, you need to be modest. You need to be <laughs> right, right? Right, right. And then what their own natural, natural ways of being were right. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of times they wanted to not put themselves out there or not have to dress a certain way, but because they felt like that's what society expected, that's what they were doing. And yeah. then part of it was just trying to understand their own bodies and, and things like that and their own hormones going wild. Cause I know growing up, I know we don't really talk about this, but we, you know, growing up, it boys talked about masturbation all day long. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like I remember my brothers would be on the phone just joking with their friends. What are you doing? I'm masturbating. Right. Like, <laughs> But right. never once, I mean, my friends and I never, ever talked about it. Oh, I, interesting. I didn't know that it was even an option Got, oh, wow. till I was 30. Got it. Damn, Right? Wow. <laughs> so for me, it was like, 
that was never talked about. So then when a young girl is going through these changes with yeah, her body yeah, yeah. and she has certain needs and ex- exploring is not, is not an option, yeah, not even something yeah, yeah. that we're talked to about. It, especially, especially for our generation, right? Because right. we're talking about, you know, folks that are, you know, us being almost 40, right? So yeah. it's a different generational thing than it is now. Yeah. And you're, you're right. Boys will talk about flogging in general at, <laughs> at, at any point in time. Like, and, and honestly, yeah. to and your it's no point. Big deal. Right. And when we talk about TV and perception, Mm -hmm. it's boys will be boys, right? You saw movies and what happened every time in the late eighties and the Mm nineties, the mom or the dad always found playboy in the boys room. Always. It's a no, all boys just in the, the, the nasty sock under the bed. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's accepted, but you're, but you're right on the back end, the woman exploring her own body, which is much more complex than a man's body. Yeah. Especially and when it comes they to... Experience especially when it a comes lot to earlier, I feel like. I yeah. feel like a woman's hormone starts getting ready to have babies at such a younger age right. that it there's so many changes that they're going through that they don't even understand. And then the parents, they didn't know how to explain it to them. And so it, it becomes this whole experience almost of being ashamed of being sexual. Correct. Right? Because I'm no one ever talked to me about it. No, So... If I feel this way, I must be a slut. I must be this. I must be that. If I'm feeling this way, I must need a guy to, like, to, yeah. to satisfy that yeah. temptation or that urge right now. Whereas for a guy, if they feel the urge, they spend a few minutes in the bathroom, whatever, they knock it out, they're good to go. Right. Hopefully washing their hands and they're good to go. <laughs> but for a woman, it's like when you're feeling that way and you feel like the only way I can satisfy this this feeling or, or sensation that I have is to be with a guy or to act a certain way or to get that attention because it feels good, then they just start acting out on it more, right? right? And it becomes, un- I feel personally, I don't have a daughter, but from my own experience, I feel like it's unhealthy. And I feel like this this dialogue that we're giving young girls that by having the freedom to sleep with whoever you want to, like actually just go doing it, go do it willy nilly. I also think that it can be empowering, but there also has to be that conversation of, you know, the consequences of doing that because there is an emotional part to it. There is a spiritual part to it that I think happens for men and women. We dismiss it in men and we make men feel like they're not supposed to have emotions, right, about it. Mm-hmm. And for women, we are emotional. And for most of the women I know, in order for them to enjoy it, there needs to be that feeling of vulnerability mm-hmm. and trust safety. and safety, Absolutely. which you get after having a relationship with someone. Exactly. Right? So I feel like it's great that women are able to own their sexuality. Mm-hmm. However, we're almost trying to act like unhealthy men Mm. in order to get there instead of saying you know guys this boys will be boys thing was way too far ladies this be a lady close your legs has gone as a little unhealthy let's find a happy medium where it's like we're having healthy conversations around relationships and sex and dynamics because you know, it, I mean, the Bay Area, there's articles about it's the worst place to date. People are like <laughs> wanting right, serious right, relationships. Right. 
and what are the values that come with that, right? Yeah, it's interesting that you put it that way, and I agree with you very much because what we find is that there's an overcompensation. Yeah. Right. There's the, you know, guys are emotionless and they just, you know, beat off and chase women, and mm-hmm. you're told to go to college and elsewhere and sow your royal oats, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right. That's something that boys hear a lot. And then with women, you have this be conservative, be mm-hmm. this, be that. Meanwhile, all these boys are chasing you down just for a good time, you know, which is counterintuitive, right, right. as a woman and be, and confusing. And then now with a more progressive and more liberal environment, you basically take that swing and you uh-huh. go all the way in the other direction and say, I'm going to sleep with whoever I want right. to do, whatever I want to do and put myself out where it's short, there's revealing yeah. stuff as I want to. And you're right. There's an absolute consequence to it. And I say that being both empathetic and sympathetic Mm -hmm. because I can say there are consequences for me doing something as a black man that Mm -hmm. are not the same for someone else. It's not about should you, it's about there's a consequence for that action. It's not about, it's not a perfect world. So we have to be, we have to be real about what those consequences are, but getting back to the video, it is extremely confusing. I can imagine that I have sisters, I have older sisters, Mm -hmm. younger sisters, nieces, great nieces, that video really pointed out that you have someone else dictating to you what mm-hmm. you should and you should not be mm-hmm. and defining to you what a lady is and by virtue of that, what womanhood is. And I disagree with that 100%. The same way I don't want anybody defining for me what blackness is or what sure. it is to be a black man, especially someone who is not that. Right. In this case, it is specifically men who are saying, be a double zero Use blush, use foundation, buy look our more natural. Buy our products, right. buy our products. Look more natural, look less natural. The piece yeah. where she mentioned dye your hair and then, yeah. oh, don't dye it blue. That looks unnatural. Right. And I thought that play on words was mm-hmm. absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And again, it's someone else telling you to do that. Absolutely. And driving the own narrative as a woman, I think is is important, which gets me to my question for you, which is as a woman, how do you create your own definition and your own narrative for what it is to be a woman, what it is to be even a lady? Because there's a distinction that, that at least men think there's a distinction between being a woman and yeah. being a lady. A woman is you're born with a set of anatomical features and being a lady means that you know how to carry yourself just so. Right. And that's what that video hit on. It's the just so part. Mm-hmm. Finding that fine balance between grace and... Right, right. <laughs> So the challenge is you don't, Mm. right? And I think that's where we all kind of got to get to is we need to kind of pull away from the labels of generic general, this is what good is, this is what bad is, and allow people to be who they want to be and really emphasize more things like awareness, like social respect. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some boundaries? It's great to be able to be whoever I am and whatever I am and express myself, but really also be aware of how who I am and expressing myself is when I'm out in the public. Yeah. How is it received? For example, I'm a mother. I breastfed my boys. But if I'm at a restaurant, I, I'm not comfortable with someone like full bearing their breast and feeding their kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gross. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's not that, oh, it's your boob. It just, it makes me uncomfortable because we're in public. Okay. That's, you know, like at least try to be a little subtle about it. Like try to, you know, I, I, and I get it. Like when you have the like cover, it's sometimes even more frustrating and difficult because you got to work with the kid latching and all that stuff. But then you have 
it's like just try to be a little bit modest about it. But mm-hmm. you, I've seen people in San Francisco just literally bust out their boob, like then go and like try to like get the kid. So like they're sitting there, <laughs> boobs out for a good like 40 seconds. Got to get up and run after the kid. <laughs> even on there. So it's just like, but for me, it's like to learn to not shame that person. But at the same time, like be aware there might be people in, like, for example, if I'm Muslim, that's inappropriate. Right. And, right? I was, and that's great that you brought that up because I was just going to ask you, how much does religion play into that, into the idea or concept of modesty? modesty? Absolutely a lot. Okay. It absolutely plays into it a lot. It's a natural thing. It's an encouraged act. You know, breastfeeding is encouraged yeah. in the religion. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what if like my grandfather was sitting next to me Mm. and that's just like so inappropriate it's just about having respect for people it's like you can breastfeed that's totally fine absolutely Mm -hmm. you don't have to go hide in the car or anything like that but have respect for the people around the same respect for the people around you that you want for yourself and that's just kind of where i feel like we lose it it's like accept me embrace me no that's fine. What. I don't, but keep your views to yourself. Oh, interesting. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get it, but we need to find a happy balance where it's like, maybe we don't conform to everyone's rules, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, be mindful that, hey, it's not going to land well for everybody and just be <laughs> respectful in public. When it comes to, to putting definitions and boundaries for what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a lady? Really, what does it mean to be a human being mm-hmm. is, is have integrity, be honest, follow the golden rule. Those Mm. are the things. And then the other things you got to define as a family, I think, you know, Mm. and in order to raise healthy children and be healthy yourself, I think you have to be honest with yourself about who you are, be self-aware. And it's a journey. No one is, no one's going to be born a certain way. True. Right. So I may understand something now that I didn't when I was 14, 15 years old. And I would hope not. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like, hope that we are growing. Uh, you know, like for example, one one day I went to church and I used to sing in the choir at church. Mm-hmm. And I had on this black dress, like mini dress and mm-hmm. some boots. So I looked like a go-go dancer. <laughs> and for me, I had no concept of what church clothes was. Mm-hmm. For me, I was mm-hmm. just dressing up, whatever. Until someone came to me and be like, that's not really appropriate for, for, <laughs> for here, church. Right, for church. For right, here. Right, right, and yeah. so when, so, you know, because we, we have a lot of dialogue in the Muslim community about, I don't want someone to tell me what I have to wear. I don't want to have to go to a place of prayer if I'm told I have to cover my head and I have to do that. Uh, I get it. However, those are the rules for that place. Just like it's like, Fair enough. I'm not going to go to dinner in a bikini. Right, right. Right. But I'll go to the beach in a bikini. Yeah. Just like when you, I went to church. Don't go dressed like a go-go dancer. Yeah, social was, social etiquette. Social etiquette. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the things that are important that we just need to learn to respect and not take it so personally. Yeah. Um, you know, and and find the boundary between when are we fighting oppression and when are we just being taking it too far, right? Because oh, me yeah. me not going to a mosque here because the rules of the mosque is to wear hijab is not going to help people in Iran. Right. Right. It's not going to help the women in Saudi Arabia or Afghanistan who are literally being oppressed or, you know, the laws are are against them. And and like we talked about before in another episode, the consequences are different. Completely different. For you to be here in the Bay Area and say, hey, I'm going to walk in here without a hijab and say, you know, eat my shit, basically. Right. Versus what will happen here is 
you know, a couple foul, you know, maybe a foul language, a little profanity and get out of here. Right. But there, it might be the last day on, might right. be the last day on the planet. Right. Or, you know, if I go to Iran, I'm going to cover. Yeah. That's because that's the law. Yeah. I, I might not like that the law tells me to do it. I may think that everyone should be allowed to choose whether they want to wear hijab or not. Mm -hmm. And I may believe that that's what Islam really should be about and is about. But if I go to Iran, if I go to Saudi Arabia, I'm going to respect it. Just like if I go to a country who says it's forbidden, I'm going to yeah. respect it and I'm, right. I wouldn't wear it, right? Right. I just think it's people learning to have that respect for people and not trying to force their own beliefs yeah. on everyone else. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's the same with identity and, and gender roles and all of those things. It's finding what is appropriate for you and your family and why. You know, I have two sons. They don't walk out around the, the streets with no shirt on. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> the only time my youngest will take off his shirt, really, is when he's swimming. Yeah. Other than that, even after a game or whatever, he always p keeps his shirt on. Because yeah. I taught them to just be modest. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So, Samir, one thing I was thinking about related to the video is there was a lot of imagery. And I'm going to say graphic imagery, not mm -hmm. because of nudity, but graphic in that it was very strong and very potent. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of flashes of images legs and skin and skirts and 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 all these different things make up all that and i wanted to get your perspective as a woman it speaks to how much emphasis is put on what a woman looks like mm -hmm. not just the words that that she was saying but also in the images that were being presented and the content mm -hmm. um just curious to know like as a woman how does it feel to have everything have the world revolve around you, mm -hmm. but it revolves around you in how do you look? What can I see? And does mm -hmm. it look appealing to me from a man's perspective? I think it really depends on the woman because if you feel like you have the attributes that will attract a man, then you can learn to use it to your advantage. True statement. Right? I, it took me a long time to get to a point where I was even semi-comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I was I'm, I was always so against it and I hated it. And I knew that men would sometimes listen to me and talk to me only because they thought I was appealing right. versus I was actually a good person or I'm right, smart right, or I'm right. funny. And I even find it now that I'm a nice person, I'm social... I'll talk to just about anybody and I'll, if someone messages me on LinkedIn, I'm not encouraging you to, but if someone <laughs> messages me on LinkedIn, more likely than not, I'll, I'll reply. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm a courteous person, you're right? Not, you're a nice, you're I'm, a nice lady. I'm a nice lady. <laughs> I just, I don't want to hurt people. I, I'm all about building relationships and, and I don't know how this person here, what they're messaging me about or, or whatever. Yeah. I don't assume it's because they want to. They want to marry me or they're trying to get a green card. I don't make those <laughs> assumptions. But, uh, I mean, sometimes it does turn into that. <laughs> and it would make me very uncomfortable. And I just got to a point where I, I learned, one, how to draw those boundaries and just be straightforward. And yeah. if it hurts your feelings and it bothers you, that's on you, not on me. But it took me a long time to get to that point oh, where I can just be straightforward and tell someone... I appreciate your interest and I'm not interested. Yeah. Which is hard for some guys to even hear. That's a whole new, <laughs> that's a, 
That's we could talk whole, about that. That's I have... a whole nother episode, especially with this foolishness about these kids going crazy in these schools. And this girl told me that she doesn't want to date me and I'm a pig and da 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 da. And I was upset. So I went to the school and, and shot her first. Mm. Like, I, I do want to have an episode about the pitifulness of men and their egos. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was the short rant. I didn't say that. (laughs) Short rant. But like, but, you know, I did also notice that by being of healing, you know, you draw more, what is the saying? You draw more attention, unsolicited or solicited, unwanted or wanted. What is the saying with the honey and the vinegar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Attract attract more bees with honey. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's that's very... (laughs) That's very true. Again, I'm a daughter of immigrants. So no, no, no. If I, no, if but, I had a saying, hey, listen, I, I probably learned it incorrectly. Im- yeah, immigrant, immigrant or not, the message is very clear that you're, you're right. <laughs> Women that that look traditionally appealing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just going to say traditionally from a Western sure. culture's definition because everyone's definition is different. Yeah. They can get a lot of what they want. They have to put up with a lot. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to work that gauntlet. Absolutely. Because they will be, you know, men want, they want the time. They want the attention. Yeah. They want the, they want you physically. Mm-hmm. They want everything. So if you, if you are using your, your pheromones to get, to get what you want, you're going to have to deal with your fair share. You absolutely do. You yeah. absolutely do. And, and it's important to make sure that you have your boundaries. 100%. Right. And not take things too far and to be respectful, to not take advantage of it. And I think that's where um, I've been okay is that I have zero intentions of taking advantage of anyone. I have zero intentions of leading anybody on to think that they're actually going to get to a next level with me further than a conversation it, 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 outside of anything professional or whatever the context of our relationship is. Uh, but it can be uncomfortable and very awkward sometimes and kind of gross sometimes. Yeah, of course. You know, let me ask you this from a guy's perspective, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a little bit of a double edged sword in that video. Mm -hmm. The double edged sword is kind of what we're alluding to now, but let's get, let's get more in depth. You have the ability to not conform and -hmm. just live a, a, a regular life as a mild mannered woman, right? Yeah. Or, you can do the things that are suggested in that video, heighten everything that you possibly mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. and use that to your advantage mm-hmm. to get over and make it because mm-hmm. nothing can make a bigger fool of a man than a woman. I promise you mm-hmm. there are many, there are many of penniless, pitiful men out there that have been, have everything taken from them from a woman who uses the power of what she has to mm-hmm. get that. So as a woman, how do you feel about women that say, I'm going to take everything in this video and I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever someone wants me to do to get what it is that I want. You lose so much of yourself. If you You think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think so? I think so. Absolutely. Cause then you start to obsess Mm. about being that, Mm. about being that Barbie doll, about being that perfect that you don't realize that, Hey, my stretch marks, I got these because of my son. Yeah. Right. That's my story. Yeah. Right. Uh, So it's, it, it, there's nothing, I shouldn't be ashamed of them. I shouldn't feel bad about them. Right. right? And at the same time, I'm allowed to get a tummy tuck if I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying it has to be something that I choose to do for myself. Right. Because 
you know, whatever my reasons are. I look better in my clothes if I don't have the skin hanging. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it, but it's for you, it's, not it because shouldn't, of... I, it shouldn't be because I'm ashamed of it. Got it. I should feel sexy the way I look now with my wrinkles and, you know, graying hair. I should be allowed to feel sexy that way. And if I want to do things to enhance and feel better, that's fine too. It's just about what's what's the driver behind it. Mm, you know, and I think it, that's the challenge is that it's easier, especially when you have social media up and down. I like, you know, people taking extravagant like selfies and posting spiritual and... quotes with it. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't like I, I, I don't want to judge. But at the same time, it's like, where is the spirituality? Where is the vanity? Mm. Right. Because there's no vanity in spirituality. There's mm. no. Well, you know, you just come as you are and it's about spirit. It's not about how do I look and, you know, getting the likes and things like that. Right, right. right. So it's like a lot of these mixed messages where it's like in order for me to be spiritual, I have to look like that and have that post and do things like that. And it's just conflicting data that we're constantly getting. So I feel like if I was to give into those things to, you know, make myself more appealing, that... I would lose myself. I would. I. I feel like. I feel like. On a personal level, you you lose yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. How how much of this do you think is unconscious? And what drives me to that question is what you just said: Mm. is that you you'll go on social media, you'll see a woman that that makes a pose and it's supposed to be spiritual, but you can't help but notice how tight her pants are, how small the shirt is, or some other thing. And you know that there's a level of this is what's going to get attention. Do you feel like some of this stuff that we see is unconscious? Or do you feel like there's purpose behind a woman? From a guy's perspective, guys always say this. A woman knows exactly what she puts on because she spends so much time in the mirror. So she knows exactly what that top shows and what it doesn't show. Exactly what those pants show and what what they don't show. Exactly how short the skirt is. So, Yeah. I know how high those heels are. I know (laughs) how uncomfortable it is to walk in them. And yet I still do because I look amazing in them. Right. You know, we know. Yes, someone admitted it. Okay, I know, (laughs) I know that if I'm wearing a shirt that shows, okay, I may not realize. Okay, but you know me. Yes, you know that when I get dressed, and when you know earlier in the episode where you said that your uh, mom taught you how to iron better than like a a dry cleaner, I laughed. I laughed not on like I had this big smile on my face because Ali's always getting on me about like looking like unfinished <laughs> like i'll put on my coat and my collar will still be stuck under or you know i'll have some lint and i'll be like ollie i need your lip brush because i i i am not the typical woman i am ready in an hour yeah, that's yeah. shower everything yeah. i can be ready in an, in an hour maybe a little bit longer if i have to, if i'm not letting my hair air dry like yeah. if i'm actually gonna put some effort in my hair that's but that's me yeah. My hair is not curly. So I can do that. Right. Right. Not every woman is like that. My hair is not that long. It, I don't have that much hair. So it dries pretty quickly. So I have a lot of, I have clear skin. So it's like, I have a lot of things to my advantage that I don't have to put as much effort into it. Plus I like the natural look. Yeah. I prefer it. So I don't put as much thought into it. And there might be a time where it's like, I'll put something on I'm like, oops, probably shouldn't have. Yeah, wore this bra yeah. with this shirt. Right, right, right. It's a little bit more revealing. Yeah. But that being said, 
if I'm, you know, if I know I'm wearing it because I want to look good and I know I, want, I look good. And it's not necessarily always because I want a guy to talk to me or hit on me. Yeah, you feel but good about yourself. But it's because I want to look sexy or yeah. I want to look good and I do it. Yeah. When I was younger, right. it that was might have been different. Or even attention. sometimes yeah. now, like if I'm like, I want to go flirt. I feel I'm feeling flirty. So I'll wear something that's a little Every, flirty. Everyone loves attention. Men love attention. Yeah. Women lo- everyone loves to know. It would be a they, lie to say that we Yeah, do. everyone knows that they still got it. You know, before before we close this episode out, I do want to say one thing for the listeners. We are going to have an episode that talks about how men respond to this. I don't want anyone out there to think that this is Oh, we're talking about how women are presented and it still sounds like we should do this and we should be aware of our surroundings and 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 whatnot. Like we absolutely will discuss how men respond to how women dress, uh-huh. what they wear, what they say, because that's just just as much a part of us as it is yeah. a part of what you do. You know, because she says in the video, men can't control themselves. Yeah. So therefore, when a woman wears something that's revealing or short, they have to respond and react with a cat call or a grab or a hug yeah. or some unsolicited sort of push. So we will absolutely get on that. And I am absolutely of the mind that men should learn to control themselves. So we will talk about that more. But for this specific episode, I, I just wanted to get your final thoughts. The strength of the video, the powerfulness in the mm-hmm. words, the content are something that, that definitely resonated with me being... Um, even being a man, it still resonated with me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'd want to know from you as a woman, when you look at the video and you see the images and all the things that it brings to bear, your experience, how you live, the friends around you, so on and so forth, what do you feel like the message is to women? What do you feel like the message is to women? And what's the message to men? Not just from the video, but just from the idea of this is your perception. And we say, I'm not what you see on TV, but we know TV mm-hmm. is just a screen. So that goes for yeah. phones, that goes for social media sure. and everything else. And I really feel like this is this is about the woman. What what does that pull out for you and what's the what should be the message to women and the message to men? I think the message for me it was just like a for me I, it was just like a a great way of in a short video summarizing the all of the challenges that women are, all of the things that are thrown at women and definitions and boundaries that are thrown at women. And like you said earlier, how contradictory they are, where it's like, if I'm a lady, the guy won't be interested. If I'm open about sex, he won't be interested. How do I get a guy to to marry me? Why do I have to be married? You know, all of these things that, you know, we're constantly going back and forth with. And then the, the biggest thing that I always take away is that when we constantly have these bipolar contradictions that are coming at us, we start to forget about what our nature needs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if a woman is constantly just like, I'm going to, I want to sleep with him because I want to sleep with him. We're neglecting the fact that she's a human being who ultimately wants to feel like she's safe and supported and taken care of. Mm. And the same for men if a man is told that he needs to just sleep around and not take a woman seriously he negates his need to take care of because i feel like no matter what happens men still have this inherent nature of wanting to take care of the pack and wanting to be the provider and protector but to also have his uh needs met where he can have Mm -hmm. a safe space with his partner where he can let his guard down and this transcends into any relationship whether you're uh, homosexual, heterosexual, it doesn't matter. It's just that people need that 
they need that bond and they need that connection in order to feel like whole. And it's one of those things where people always say, and I kind of just, I agree with, and I don't where it's before you get into a relationship, you have to be like a hundred percent fulfilled and whatnot. I kind of disagree with that. I think you should be fulfilled. Absolutely. You shouldn't look to another partner to make you happy. But if I'm 100% satisfied with life and myself, what do I need you for? Yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So it, and so there's only so much you, one person can do on their own. At some point there needs to be some space for a partner because that's how we are by nature. Yeah. So I always feel like there's that. And there's another element to this that we're not also talking about in that, oh, well, you brought it up as a black man, but for a woman, it's different too, mm-hmm. right? Like I always felt like white girls could get away with so much and it was completely forgivable. Facts. But for a black girl or a... They're looked at completely, completely different. Completely different. Completely different, Com- yeah. And you know, Mixed-ish, there was an episode about it on there where... Rainbow wanted to go on a date, but her mom, the father is Caucasian, the mother is black. The mother was did not want her daughter going out on the date because for her, she knew that if people saw her daughter out in the streets, that immediately they were going to say she was loose. Right. Just from, even if she's not doing anything. Yeah. And for me, it was the same way. Like mm. I had a boyfriend, so therefore I must be having sex. I must be. What else could we be doing? Even though that wasn't (laughs) happening, right? Right, right. But it was the assumption that was made. So I, I, but I felt like, you know, other girls, they had boyfriends left and right. It didn't mean anything. You know, they are expected to go to college and while out, be the wild girl next door. And, you know, spring break and girls gone wild and all those things. That that's how, that was totally acceptable for them. And then they could go get a professional job and, and none of that follows them. No. Right? It's okay. Yeah. But for us, it's it's not. It still follows us. Yeah. Right? It's there. And it, it could be just because of the way we're raised and it could be this filter that we have that is in our view. Maybe other people don't feel that way about us, but it's there. Yeah. Regardless of how it originated, it's there. Yeah. So it, there's also that cultural variation to this whole, you know, being what does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a lady? Yeah. Culturally, it's different for everyone. Yeah. I love that. And and with that, we will conclude this episode. We will have an episode of one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the different being a woman is not just being a woman. It depends on who you are and where you are mm-hmm. and what that message is. This has been another episode of We're Not So Different. Thank you all for listening. Feel free to follow us on social media at WNS Different. Feel free to email us at wnsdifferent at gmail.com. We love your feedback, your comments. If you see us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify, Spotify, Google, Google, anywhere, please leave a comment. Please leave reviews. Thank you so much. Share with your friends. And share with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening.